And start replacing the rock in the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm gonna dub the rock in English. <laughs> You're gonna do a really offensive Japanese accent for the rock. Haro, I am Dwayne <laughs> Zaroku Johnson. <laughs> I like to think that I towed the line perfectly there. <laughs> That that was the 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 first <laughs> the first word was the <laughs> the, the 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 on the line part possibly yes. crossing it. <laughs> Welcome to a new edition. Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, a game show where two families compete to win prizes. I'm your co-host. Dwayne Zaroku Johnson. <laughs> and this is your other co host, Dwayne Zaroku Johnson. <laughs> uh, last week, Wes quizzed me on the movie Eraserhead. I watched it the very next day. <laughs> I don't know how much I'm going to remember because uh, not a. So much and so little happens. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. I had to write down, for all the multiple choice, I had to mark what the correct answer was, just so I'd remember. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then at the end of this, I will quiz Wes on a movie that I watched for the first time yesterday. Because I saw it come out as soon as... <laughs> As the pandemic started, and I thought it would be a fun movie to watch. Uh, so, in a moment, Wesley will finish updating the intro for the show that I may or may not read next week. <laughs> because most of the time, I don't have the show script pulled up when I start the show. All right, eraser head. Sorry if I have the sniffles. Uh, I think a coworker I, gave me a cold. I don't forgive you. Okay. I took off my mask in a public setting for the first time uh, last week, and, uh, and I got, got mono. COVID. And mono. Let me tell you, it's a double doozy. <laughs> you also kissed for the first time in public ever. I also kissed for the first time. Kira and I promised not till we were married, but she let me have this one day. <laughs> Open-ended questions. You said you hadn't seen Eraserhead because it was too spooky and haunted. Oh, just realized it didn't score this quiz. And <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> what do you know about it? You said it has a dinner scene. The creepy alien baby is present at the dinner. No. And that... Eraserhead is Henry's, Henry's real name. 
I think I explicitly stated it's not Henry's real name. I thought it was a nickname. Either way, I wasn't exactly correct as to why he's called a Razorhead. He's not called a Razorhead. No one calls him a Razorhead. Why why you could, as an audience (laughs) member, call him Eraserhead. Yes. Although now I'm not, I'm still not sure how I would put that into words. Uh, where does Henry work? You said your three guesses were small loans, sports journalism, or the grocery store. I elaborated on grocery stores, stating that he would be kind of a blue collar guy, which is also incorrect. <laughs> He's like a he works at a printing factory what the fuck is it yeah it's like a printing factory i would say that's blue collar work it's pretty blue collar yeah now that i think about it um ethan what's in the radiator uh a little a little lady a little (laughs) a little singing lady i'll take that but yeah you said uh nothing good sludge (laughs) it's not good is it? I would it say good? she's like one of the least distressing parts of the movie. I don't know. She was one, she was one of the two times that I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was what was this scream about? Uh it's when she comes out of the shadows and starts singing at that time. Cuz I wasn't like fully immersed in the movie at that point. And so I was, like, kind of letting my mind wander. And then her face appears on screen, and she starts singing, and I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> In heaven. Uh, okay, I won't give you a point for that. There's no sludge. There are dangly, fleshy pieces. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Those dangly, fleshy pieces. She's stepping on him. Yeah, I didn't like that. I just wanted to go on record saying I didn't like it. What became of Henry and Mary having sexual intercourse? You said a haunted baby marriage. You gotta give me the full point for that one. (laughs) What do you think of haunted baby? I hate haunted baby. (laughs) I hate Haunted Baby more than I hate most things, I think. <laughs> um, whenever it was present on screen, I could not look at it. I didn't I did not want to see it. Haunted Either- Baby was the source of the other time that I screamed during the movie. <laughs> I'm guessing the scene where he's cutting open its bandages. Uh no, I didn't scream that I just refused. I kept I was <laughs> just kind of turning away. I was like I didn't want to see it. Um no, Haunted Baby, I screamed when uh, the warts. Yeah, with the warts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Haunted I- Baby. I want to get Haunted Baby and Baby Yoda on a shirt together. Haunted Baby looks exactly like E.T. from the neck up. <laughs> uh, not quite. It has more of like a horse head than yeah. a, a, like a TV head. Yeah. It's more ovular than flat and wide. Yeah. 
It's the it's a, such a wet mouth. It's it's, it's it's yeah, sticky skin. I don't like in the crying. I I know we'll talk about it later, but the crying was never like like an upset baby crying. It was like babbling. Yeah. Which was just disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Harry uh, invited over for dinner? You said to meet the in-laws. Yeah. Pretty much. He's being confronted. In-laws, yeah. It's the first time he's met the... They're gonna be. I'll give you half a point. I need a lot of points this season, buddy. You're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give me some help. Sorry, I ain't no Andrea. <laughs> what are we gonna do with that? We still haven't decided what we're doing with that Lego. I think we're just not getting it. <laughs> we'll have to get like one of those tiny mailing like middle envelopes and just send it to a charity. No return yeah. address. Nope. <laughs> let's uh, let's put it in um a picnic basket and leave it outside a fire station. <laughs> fire stations are a nonprofit, right? I think so. Uh, multiple choice. Ethan, what is for dinner? Uh, that was the man-made chicken. Yes, you got a point for that. What do you think of the man-made chicken? Not the most distressing thing I'd seen in the movie. <laughs> um, however, something else was much more distressing. Honestly, the pus and blood coming out of the chicken <laughs> didn't bother me as much as the mom just having a having an orgasm on the other side of the table. Oh, yeah. See, I think I I I shuddered when the ooze started coming out of the chicken, but I wasn't too bothered by the work. <laughs> I guess just when you when you've done it yourself, it's <laughs> what isn't in Henry's apartment. You said there would not be a small cabinet for his little thing. No, there is a small cabinet for his little thing. There's no suckling dogs. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) When he first enters his soon-to-be in-law's house, there's just, like, this whining and whimpering sound that, like, for three minutes. No, no, no. It is not a whining and whimpering sound. It is a person with misophonia's nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) It is just mouth sounds. Not dog mouth sounds. Human mouth. Mouth sounds. <laughs> a cacophony of them. And well, you just don't know what the source of it is for like three full minutes. And then you eventually see it. The camera points at it. No one mentions it. <laughs> and the movie <laughs> continues. Uh, there's also a water bowl of coins. I didn't see that. It's in his drawer. It's towards the beginning of the movie. Gotcha. And a pile of dirt with a tree in it. Yeah. I I did like that. Yeah. I like that it's on his nightstand. You didn't make that <laughs> clarification, but it's a 
in a world before leaving your cell phone on your nightstand, that's absolutely what you put there. <laughs> How does Henry know for sure his baby is sick? Uh, you said it spews, spews pools of bile. No, that's more like a man-made chicken thing. Um, yeah, it, it gets the warts and starts yeah. like coughing, yeah, scream, scream coughing. coughing. Yeah. Honestly, the only baby sound that I remember now is from the end of the movie where it just goes. <laughs> uh, what does Henry find in his bed? You said a man watching him. What so is this is cor- specifically in the scene where uh, he and Mary are sharing a bed together and he keeps pulling something out do you remember oh no oh he finds a, a more of the, the the of the fleshy stringy things yeah uh-huh yeah yeah uh, uh and then bonus what does he do you said he just goes back to sleep i, I don't remember he throws one against the wall Ah, yeah, and it explodes. That's right. Yeah. Why does Henry's neighbor come to the door? You said she's been having the worst dreams. No, I've been locked out. (laughs) I did my best to repress everything about the neighbor. Well, we have one more thing to talk about with her. Which is insane because she's not, I, I would argue, not even the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. I She appeared on screen and my brain decided it wanted nothing to do <laughs> with this situation. You said it was false that the girl with cheeks eats one, No. You said it was true that the girl with cheeks eats one of the stringy fleshy things. No, she just stomps on them all. Yeah. Said it was true that a character has a song in this movie. That is true. There is one song. I hate it. <laughs> uh, you said it was true that the little thing in the cabinet is alive. Okay. I I'll be honest. I don't remember what the thing in the cabinet is. I remember seeing it open. I remember the camera panning inside. Oh, it's it's Philbin. Philbin is the little thing in yes. the cabinet. It's like almost like a um it's like a small like finger length baguette that's like made out of Play-Doh almost it looks like. I didn't and it does move and run around at one point. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) Gonna be honest, didn't get a good look at it. There's like a whole stop motion scene of it. Yeah, let me tell you, when this movie decides to go stop motion, (laughs) my eyes refuse to engage. (laughs) You said it was false that Henry claims to not know much about anything. It's very true. He loves it. He loves not knowing anything. (laughs) 
He said it was false that when Henry touches the girl with cheeks that there's a blinding light before she disappears. I would argue that it is false because they both disappear. He eventually does, but right after the blinding light, he sees that she's gone. Yeah, I guess. And then you said it was true that this movie has nothing to really do about erasers in any literal sense. That's, uh, it definitely does. Would you I like think... to elaborate? Now, my question for you is how literal are we talking here? And how much of the movie itself can be presented as literal? <laughs> Um, well, the make, reason a, that I, make an argument for it to be true. I, I think, I think it has nothing to do with a <laughs> literal erasing because the scene in which we see erasers appear, that is revealed to be a dream. I think. <laughs> I was going to say, well, maybe it's all a dream. <laughs> In which Henry dies, he exp- I should I should specify he explodes. Yes. And his head is taken to a factory, where I think his brains are scooped out and turned into erasers. Yes. Which I took to mean that his head is filled with nothing at all, which felt metaphorical. And not to do with a real eraser, because obviously if you took someone's gray matter, you couldn't make a functioning eraser. It's rubber. I think I'm going to give you the point anyways. Thanks. I thought that scene was almost funny because I liked the way that the two people that worked at the counter interacted with each other yes (laughs) that was that's like the one moment of levity in this movie (laughs) and i love whenever david lynch has two not even side characters just background characters who seem to have beef with one another (laughs) he does it a lot in his stuff and Mm -hmm. i just really love it (laughs) they are about to come to blows any second but they can't because they're at work. There's like a seed in the last season of Twin Peaks where we see these two cops and uh, like we we haven't met them before. They just get a call about someone they're looking for and one of them accidentally hangs up on the call and the other person's like, God damn it, Jerry! And starts <laughs> slamming his hand on the table. <laughs> I told you! <laughs> Uh, I like that. But I I will say that's not the only moment of levity in the movie for me. Oh, what's your other moment of levity? Look at my knees! Look at my knees! (laughs) (laughs) That one really got me. That one one made me take my guard down incorrectly. (laughs) Oh, I... I missed my opportunity to talk about um, 
the the sex scene in this movie <laughs> between the neighbor and Henry. Go for it. I just think it's a a very visually interesting. Uh, I told you, I blocked it all sex. out. I blocked it. You all don't remember out. it? They're in the bed, but they're vertical, and the bed has has this like pool of water in it. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't, I mean, the thing is, this movie starts with a sex scene too, but in the most ethereal sense. Yeah. Did you with the leprosy guy pulling the switches? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> is it, did we talk about leprosy guy? We is have not question talked about, about him. him. He was, he's such a, uh, a removed character from the movie's narrative that I, I couldn't come up with the question. (laughs) He's a a metaphorical character that exists, I think, as a cum joke. I don't know. I Maybe that's like... just the way that I interpreted the scene. <laughs> I took it more as he's running the movie. Okay. I don't know. Um, The screen grab question. You want to tell me what's going on in that scene? Do you remember? No. I guess I have to pull it up. It's Mary. Right oh up yeah, it's the bed. it's Mary at the Mary uh, with her face at the bottom of the bed because she's leaving to go back to her parents' house because she's tired of listening to the baby cry and she wants Henry to pull his weight and she's sh- rattling the bed to to shake him awake. I no, assume. No, I she's assume... getting her suitcase. For, what? Her suitcase was under the bed. And she's struggling to get it out, so it's like this. Her scene keeps going back and forth, where she, her face is pressed up against the iron frame, and then she pushes out, and then she keeps going back in. Ah, and then eventually she gets the suitcase dislodged from underneath. But it's like it for thirty seconds, you have no idea what she's doing. <laughs> nope. And clearly, I I did once it was over. I did I didn't I didn't get it either. <laughs> I get the metaphor of it. Uh, didn't get the literal. You said it was a point of view of lying in bed looking at an older woman that this person's disturbed. They need help. Yeah, I would I would still stand by both of those things. She's being sucked away somewhere. That would have been funny, but that's not true. And this is Henry's neighbor. No, it is his wife. You also said this is in the middle, right before the movie gets spooky. Movie spooky from the start. Um, <laughs> past Ethan, you can't get that point. Movie spooky the whole time. <laughs> Did you watch this movie in the dark? Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, actually, let me tell you the the very suboptimal condition under which I watched this movie. You were babysitting. Pretty instructions, I watched it in the dark. I did also have to watch it in the dark because the movie is nearly invisible if you don't. Sure. Um, I watched this movie while I was cooking dinner. Not very labor-intensive, but that's that's what I was doing. Um, trying to make food appetizing and encourage yourself to want to eat food while watching the David Lynch movie Eraserhead <laughs> is nearly impossible. I will say I ate popcorn during this movie. Yeah. Well, guess what? Popcorn is not the same as Korean fried shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shrimp is a hard one to eat during this. Shrimp with a viscous... Spicy red sauce. <laughs> Not ideal. I almost threw up on my saute pan <laughs> while making this. I had a difficult time. All right. Bonus questions. Let's see if that b- difficult time pays off. Hmm. Probably won't. I think it will. What happens to Henry's head? Oh, I mean, Henry's head is taken off his body and it's scooped out from the inside to turn into erasers. It's drilled into first. And they extract something from it. They turn it into erasers. Uh, His head pops off. It's not taken off. And then the baby's head replaces his head while he's turning that rail. (laughs) Yeah. But I'll give you the point. Okay. Uh, I mean, there are a couple things that happen to Henry's head. Pardon <laughs> me for only getting one. Lands right next to uh, a train child. tracks. <laughs> what does Henry see when he's looking out his apartment window? Uh... A, a homeless man laying by train tracks. No, I know the answer. B to this. It's, two it's men fighting in the, the mud shit out of a puddle. Okay, I'll give you two points for that one. True or Didn't false? Didn't like it. I thought baby. it was him, and I got really confused. <laughs> True or false? Baby laughs. <laughs> oh, baby laughs. <laughs> oh, baby laughs. <laughs> I think I do a pretty, a pretty good job. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Let's hear your best, the baby laugh. Uh, (laughs) That's also pretty good. (laughs) I hate that baby. Uh, Ethan, before I reveal the uh, your score, I haven't told you any of your point totals. So no, I don't know. I don't know. I did it all. Uh, Would you watch this movie again? Not surprising. No, I would not watch this movie again. (laughs) That said, it's important to recognize when a movie accomplishes what it sets out (laughs) to accomplish. Uh, This movie very much does that. I think David Lynch wanted to make a dark 
dreamlike metaphorical exploration on hypothetical fatherhood uh and did that weirdly for david lynch i think this movie plays the allegory incredibly straight like the entire time i was watching it i felt like yeah i get what this means yeah the stuff happening on screen wasn't really grounded in a way that made it difficult to extrapolate the intended meaning it's a nightmare scenario regarding getting married too early and infidelity like that's that's what the movie is yeah his movies his first movies are pretty discernible in the message i mean Mm. Elephant Man and Blue Velvet, his next two movies are, well, no, because Dune's in there as well, but are fairly straightforward storytelling. It's not until after Twin Peaks that he really starts Mm. just moving away from linear storytelling. (laughs) Yeah. What else do I have to say about it? This is probably somebody's favorite movie. <laughs> I guess. The, uh, the, prob- the problem with watching movies that are spooky and intentionally upsetting and deciding whether or not I like it is hard because how do you dislike a movie for providing you its intended effect? Right? Like, I felt exactly the way this movie wanted me to feel. I feel like it's completely fair for you to be like, even though this movie gave me its intended effect, (laughs) I did not like the way it made me feel. (laughs) I think that's fair. (laughs) At the the end of the day, I did not want, I do not want to watch movies that make me feel (laughs) this way. It'd be like saying to someone who's, like, bullying you, like, I know you're (laughs) intending to bully me and make me feel bad, but I cannot say that I dislike you because of it. (laughs) You are accomplishing your intentions, and I appreciate you trying to seize your proper image. You are getting one step closer to self-actualization, and I applaud you, sir. May I have some more? <laughs> As I'm getting punched in the face on the sidewalk. <laughs> uh maybe I am a doormat. Maybe I should <laughs> maybe I should talk to someone about this. Uh maybe you shouldn't have kids. <laughs> David Lynch did, and that's weird, right? <laughs> he's had so many kids. <laughs> I think he's like on his fifth wife. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, he's living out the dream that he set in this movie. But yeah, this movie uh, is the most nightmare feeling that we've watched so far. Wes, would you watch Eraserhead again? I feel like it's only fair for me to ask you in return. Uh, Let me just look up his children. His youngest child was born 10 years ago. Hmm. And he is 76. 
Um, I like this movie. I call it good. Um, I completely understand why some people are completely repulsed by this movie. Um, but the things that repulse people about this movie is what makes me just find it very interesting. I just find uh, there's just so many visuals in it that mm-hmm. there's just always something to look at. It's it's hard to get bored during this movie. Um, yeah, I, I would never say that I was bored. I would truly <laughs> never say I was never bored for a second. <laughs> there, it's, it's just so... I'm just a sucker for... Any TV show or movie that is able to establish tone and deliver a message with almost next to no words needed. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Can we just talk about the sound design of this movie for a second? (laughs) Yeah. Because I think I put this in my Letterboxd review. When I sat down to watch this movie, I was fully ready to want to look away from the screen because, like, the visuals were going to be too grotesque. What I was not prepared for was the fact that I was going to want to tear my ears out because (laughs) this movie is a wall of cacophony the entire time and it forces you to listen to it. And it's so deeply painful to hear (laughs) the whole time. If if you can avoid watching this movie with headphones, I would highly <laughs> encourage it because I did. Imagine seeing someone watch this on like their iPad on a plane <laughs> with like earbuds. <laughs> what what an absolutely unhinged airplane movie. <laughs> if I saw someone watching this on a plane, I'd tap them on the shoulder and ask if they were all right. <laughs> And then they would just respond. <laughs> <laughs> Their head would pop off and the little baby head would come yeah. out. And I would think about killing it, but then realize that would only make things worse for me. <laughs> All that cream corn will come spewing out. Yep. And its head will become the size of the room. Yeah. <laughs> that was happening and I was just... I was like, I can't look at this. I, it's so wet. It's, it's so wet. The the uh, just to compliment it again, even though oh God, I don't know if I want to. The effects and cinematography are very good. I mean, like they 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 do exactly what they're supposed to. Yeah. I feel like David Lynch doesn't get a ton of credit for his sound design, like you were saying before. Um, but so much of his um, his music, like in Twin Peaks: The Return, so much of like you think there's no sound, but mm-hmm. like when you really, if you just like close your eyes, you do hear just like this. There's always like this ethereal sound underneath mm. every single scene. Like a okay. humming, a constant humming. <laughs> all right. Well, since you've broadened it, I'm not going to compliment all of David Lynch's sound design because I've watched the first like season and a half of Twin Peaks. You can't fucking hear anyone talk. The music is so loud. Sure. But that was Angelo Badalamenti. So, <laughs> so that was her. Him. Herm. 
I said Angelo, not Angela. I said Angelo. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> Ethan's got to rewatch this movie. Angelo Lansbury. Um, Ethan. Why do you find this movie so scary? <laughs> Our season-specific um, question. Just to, <laughs> I guess, just to, just to encapsulate what I just said. It's hard to look at. It's hard to listen to. But the worst part is that it's not boring, so you can't look away or disengage. <laughs> it won't let you. Also, if you put yourself in... Are we ever going to have a movie that one of us just stops watching? Like, we can't. <laughs> like, I feel committed enough to this show that we're not paid for it to be like, yeah, even if I'm not having the best time of my life, I'll still finish this movie. Yeah. If I ever show you the movie Food Fight, which God knows I never will because I have to rewatch again to make a quiz. <laughs> That's the worst movie I've ever seen. By far, just like unwatchable. <laughs> you would turn that off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been running this show for almost three years now. It'll be interesting when we finally get to the movie that one of us will just turn off. Like that's when not the... Donovan Sorry, I'm on the improv team I coach showed me that movie. I yelled at him <laughs> for wasting my time. <laughs> Like, it wasn't fun, it wasn't enjoyable, this was boring, it was awful. <laughs> you got really offended. So get ready for next year when we watch the sequel series to that Seth Rogen <laughs> sausage party movie. <laughs> yes, the miniseries everyone's been clamoring for. for. Yeah. For a movie everyone definitely didn't forget. Yeah. Um, Ethan, you got ten and a half points. That's fine. I don't you're, care. You're still in the game. I don't. I don't. I just want to stop thinking about this movie. <laughs> I got through most of the rest of the week, forgetting about the movie. Just every once in a while, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was luckily able to watch this movie when Takara was out of the apartment because if I had shown this to her. <laughs> She would be mad at me still. She would be mad at me for a couple of months because it would be in her nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I was watching this, I was like, oh, man, it's such a good thing that Wes watched this on a night when Takara wasn't there. <laughs> she would hate this. She would hate every second of this. She might actually throw up watching it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's not fair? She would be bad at me. <laughs> And I don't want that. I didn't do anything. <laughs> except specifically request this movie. <laughs> a scenario that did not occur and Ethan's still getting offended. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? No episode next week. I'm mad. <laughs> Until she apologizes. <laughs> she needs to write me a letter and I'm not going to do an episode of the show until it arrives. All right. On that lovely note... We're going to take a short break, and then Ethan and I are going to get a little freaky. Freaky! Did you just add freaky to the... 
list? No, it's been here. Hmm. It's a movie that I had been meaning to watch for a long time and used this show as an excuse to watch it. And now I've seen it. And I guess now you have to as well. We're forever linked. Yeah. I'm like two Siamese twins. Like a forced dyad. <laughs> a dyad. <laughs> Man, I wish Brando was alive so he could have played Palpatine. There was... Did you see... Did I send you that tweet of... Of... Uh, some Star Wars fact Twitter account explaining it was like did you know don't even I said this to you did you yeah that was me I sent oh. it to you it's uh did you know that Exegol something something the Sith and Elijah would tweet back and yeah. know how are we supposed to know that <laughs> because how were we supposed to know that they made it up for that fucking movie I sent it to Rigoletto, and his response was, well, they should have talked about it in one of the prior movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of the ones uh, the director of the third movie made. <laughs> maybe that would have made a clear path for that trilogy. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe you just don't introduce a whole new mechanic to the story in the last movie of a trilogy. <laughs> maybe you don't do that. And I can't wait for episode 10. <laughs> We're officially back. We're getting freaky. Uh, this will be a neat one, Wes. Mostly because... I read the I letterbox f- review you gave. <laughs> you read my letterbox review. So obviously you know a little bit. But... Uh, at this, I I specifically knew that you were going to read my letterboxed review. <laughs> I usually so I kept, don't, but I didn't know I what the it. second movie was that you're going to show me. Mm-hmm. And then once I just saw it on the PowerPoint, I'm like, hmm. yeah. I I kept it short because I figured you might read it. Um, and what's in the review is something that I think you could have intuited anyway. Uh, that said, I'm interested to do. I I wanted to do this movie because that's not a type of movie that I ever watch, and I. Also, don't think it's one that you ever watch either. One with a woman lead character? Yeah, I can't stand them. <laughs> Women as a whole. That's why That's why most of our co-hosts aren't women. <laughs> except for Kathy. <laughs> yeah, except for Kathy. <laughs> All right, Wes, we're talking about Freaky. Why haven't you seen this movie? And tell me what happens in it. Uh, I haven't heard of this movie at all. But just from, like, a little birdie, I heard this movie is a slasher, but it actually does the whole Freaky Friday body switch part better. (laughs) So you're already making a judgment call? (laughs) (laughs) Just from a little birdie, I heard. Um, well, actually, I, this little birdie and I disagree on a great number of things when it comes to movies, <laughs> yeah, so. You might disagree with an attribute of this movie. One is a genre that you don't watch, <laughs> and the other one, I think, is a movie you may have seen once. <laughs> no, I've seen Freaky Friday okay. a number of times. Okay. 
It was my sister's go-to movie to get from the bookmobile when we were kids. Oh, that does make sense. Your sister, (laughs) whom I have now met. Yes. To her chagrin. (laughs) (laughs) And I have seen some slasher movies. Okay. It's, I'm going to say... It's similar premise to Freaky Friday, mother daughter body switch. Um, but the mother chooses to kill her daughter's boyfriend or friends, um, or someone they've wronged. Who someone they've wronged her? Someone who has someone wronged who has her? Wronged her daughter, or wronged the mother? I'm just trying to use passive voice. Yeah. Officer involved shooting. Yeah. There we go. Okay. There is a rock concert scene. <laughs> what tragic event drives most of Millie's, our lead, and her mother's hyper serious actions? So, what tragic event occurred in their life? that drives a lot of their motivations. The mother specifically or mother and daughter? Mother and daughter. I'm going to say a divorce. Okay. I'm pretty sure in Freaky Friday, Jamie Lee Curtis is divorced and she's starting to see a guy who I'm pretty sure was in Seventh Heaven. <laughs> Peter Gallagher. Uh, open-ended question number two. What that magic knife do? That magic knife acts just like that fortune cookie. Um, you eat it. You are on either side of a locked bathroom door at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> uh, she stabs the knife through the door. No, uh, I'm guessing it's going to, like, you can cut, in quotation marks, someone open, and then you can take their soul out, and then you can exchange souls. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something like that. Uh, Okay, cool. You know what? Let me give you a little extra thing. Where's this magic knife from? Ooh, I'm going to say it's just as problematic as fortune cookie. I'm going to say the exotic east. <laughs> okay. And the final open-ended question. What are some things that Millie can only accomplish after she has body swapped? Orgasm. <laughs> a, a headstand. A handstand. A handstand. <laughs> okay. These could be life goals. These could be physical feats. And I'll give you three more guesses. Handstand's a physical feat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just t- I'm just saying. That was a good choice. Um, give me three more things. I'll say she can walk or something positive. Okay. So you think she can't walk before she body swaps? Yeah. Okay. And... Uh... She can finally pull off the color purple in her wardrobe. Okay. Sure. All right. Moving on to multiple choice. Number one, 
There is a myth of a serial killer in Blissfield. When is it rumored that the Blissfield butcher kills children? A. Prom. B. Halloween. C. Finals week. Or D. Homecoming. Hmm. Halloween is too cliche. I think so is prom. Let's say homecoming. The more fun of the two dances. I never went to either. They were fun. Then why didn't you invite me? (laughs) I already had a date. Can't believe you never wanted two dates. Didn't you realize the coolest kid in the school was the one with the most dates? (laughs) The one who had to dance this way and then turn around and dance the other way with their other date who was blissfully unaware of the first one. And you had to put on an old woman's mask (laughs) so they wouldn't be too wise. All right. Multiple choice number two. What is the Blissfield High mascot portrayed by Millie? A. A wildcat. B. A beaver. C. A knight. Or D. A tiger. Uh, I'm stuck between tiger and knight. I'm going to have to go with knight. Okay. Wildcats is high school musical. Wildcats is also my grade school. As I'm sure many others. <laughs> I thought I you were comfortable say, saying as many it. of you are aware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ethan talks about I, it all the time on the podcast. I, I think that if you guessed that someone's middle school or high school mascot was a wildcat, 60% of the time you would be correct. I thought I saw some news report that said the most popular mascot in wisconsin was the panthers i would understand that as well panthers my elementary school was the bobcats which is a type of wildcat panther (laughs) (laughs) all right multiple choice number three who is the first person that the butcher kills When he is in Millie's body. A. Millie's mom. (laughs) B. Millie's sister. C. Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) Or D. Millie's bully. Uh, I'm going to say Cameron. (laughs) Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm guessing he's not playing the same character. (laughs) But but you just find him to be incredibly distracting in this movie instead. Is he in this movie? Maybe. (laughs) If he were in this movie, would it be incredibly distracting? Yes. (laughs) Anytime I see Alan Ruck, I go, it's Cameron. (laughs) I've seen him in like two other things. (laughs) He's not a prolific actor. (laughs) He has a recurring role in Psych. Oh, Pasich. Pisiche. All right. Uh, multiple choice number four. Which of these is not a kill present in this movie? So one of these methods will be used to kill someone. 
or all three of these will be used to kill someone. One of them uh, is not in this movie. A, shoving someone in a super cryogenic freezer. Oh, that's B, Batman and Robin. <laughs> B, getting chainsawed through the groin. C, being chopped in half by a speeding cop car. Or D, shoving a wine bottle down someone's throat until it explodes. This doesn't sound like it's scary at all. <laughs> uh, just tip it my hand. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm going to say the cryogenic freezing, because that sounds like the least interesting of the four. Okay. I haven't given you a bonus question yet, but of the remaining three, which of them do you think happens first? I'm going to say it starts off with a bang, the groin. Not the literal okay. bang, the, the groin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I did say explosion, so I'm surprised you said groin. <laughs> and the final multiple choice question. Who is Charlene, Millie's cop sister, the most aggressive toward? A, Millie, after she has body swapped. B, Nyla, Millie's black friend. C, the butcher, while the butcher is in Millie's body. Or D, Joshua, Millie's excited friend. I'm going to say B and let's just move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on to true or false. True or false number one. In the first sequence with the butcher, a girl survives by hiding in a closet and waiting it out. True. It's got to work for someone. Number two. When being pursued by the butcher, no one ever runs away from the place that they are at. They only go deeper into the place they're already in and try to hide. <laughs> True. I may need you to check that one. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Um, true or false, the butcher has been body swapping for decades, and that's why his legend has been going on for so long. Ah, uh, true. True or false, number four, makeover scene! <laughs> please. That's a please. <laughs> it's not a true, but it is a please. <laughs> Are you saying true? I'm saying please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I'll give you zero points for that. Right? <laughs> True or false number five. Millie accidentally kills someone while she is in the butcher's body. Sure. Okay. The final true or false question. The butcher will die by the end of this movie. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Ladies and gentlemen, it's finally happened. Wesley has assumed that everything I've told him is the truth. <laughs> I think it's happened before. It's the first time that I've been cognizant of it. Hmm. All right, let me go ahead and send you a screenshot. Uh, <laughs> much like the other movie I showed you this season, 
If you are looking for screenshots of this movie online and are searching freaky movie screenshots, you will not find anything. (laughs) The only way to find anything (laughs) at all is to add the qualifier of the actor standing in the middle of this shot. Okay, so there's three characters in this scene. Uh, the one on the right, I'm guessing, is is Millie the one who's body swapping with her mom? Millie is the one who is body swapping. I have not confirmed whether or not it is with her mom. So I'm guessing the one on the right is Millie. Um... And just based on how she's stereotypically dressed and her haircut, I'm going to say that she's a member of the LGBTQ community. I'm guessing the one on the far left is the uh, Millie's black friend who is getting uh, harassed. And finally, and least, is <laughs> the actor in the middle, um, none other than Dodgeball's own Vince Vaughn. This is going to be the first Vince Vaughn movie I've seen <laughs> in probably 10 years. Buddy, you are missing out. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I watched Wedding Crashers again. <laughs> Still good. <laughs> um, so you've identified the characters and the actors. You're going to need to tell me what's going on. I'm guessing this is right before the dance. Uh, no. Days before the dance. Vince Vaughn is probably some teacher staff member at the school i can see that their mascot is in fact the beavers based on a logo on the wall and vince vaughn is the one who is like a full believer in the butcher and has spent his whole life believing (laughs) and is like the adult guide for these kids Ethan's trying to hold back a laugh. <laughs> so I either got it preposterously wrong or got it right on the nose. It's going to be this is going to be a tough one to talk about after. Okay. <clears throat> when do you think uh this falls in the movie's timeline? This is towards the end of the first act. So about a third of the way. And maybe maybe this is too much of a softball. You have to admit that Vince Vaughn is making a gesture which would make you think something's going on off screen. He Yeah, he's pointing. I think he's pointing <laughs> at the butcher. <laughs> there he is. I just didn't want you to miss points 
for the most obvious part of the scene. Because <laughs> I didn't want you to yell at me after by saying, oh, of course he's pointing. <laughs> yeah, no shit, but you didn't tell anybody that. They don't have the picture in front of them. I think in this movie we'll finally get an answer as to why Vince Vaughn was in the 2010 Aid for Haiti uh, we are the world music video. <laughs> cool. Uh, just so you are aware, this movie used to be on HBO Max, but after the culling, it was removed and is now only available for rental. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so the prize for this season is me paying back Wesley for watching this movie <laughs> if he doesn't like it. If he does like it, there is no prize. Uh, you have been listening to the game show We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The current score is Ethan, 10.5 out of a predicted 34, and Wesley, 11 out of a predicted 22. You can find this week's movie on any platform where you can rent movies online. Uh, it might be on Shudder. I haven't checked. On Twitter, you can follow us at We Ain't Seen It, where I have forgotten to post the screenshot for the movie four weeks in a row and instead posted a screenshot of me playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. You can follow me for now on Twitter at Powerful Goose and probably for the time being on Letterboxd at eGeese. You can follow Wesley on either platform at BabyWesley. And remember, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a shed is a good guy with a shed. Bye. Panties. Bye.